Hello friends, bienvenidos. My name is Jen, aka Jen Kahlo on social media, your local witchy friend and intuitive guide through the occult. As always, my lovely husband and co-host is David, aka Premier Pools on social media. Hi everyone, this is David. In today's episode, Jed explains familiars. Welcome to the show, grab a chair, make yourself at home. Jen's that story's a shame, you'll never feel alone. So thank you everyone for your patience with last week. We're back. Life just happens, but we're here and I'm very excited to dive into the familiars episode. Yeah, me too. It felt really weird last week not posting an episode. I had a couple of people reach out saying, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, everything's fine. Like, oh, you didn't drop an episode. And I was like, sorry. But no, um... We try to be very responsible with dropping weekly episodes. It's just, uh, I think last week was one of our most hectic weeks since I, we've started uh, recording. So thank you, everybody, for your patience. Yeah, definitely. If we could record on a boat, then, you know, we can. We really do make time. It's just last week was wild, but yeah. it's all good. Um, so, familiars. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for this episode. I've been looking forward to it because... I, I don't know. I You mentioned the description a little bit during uh, our previous episode. And in the back of my head, it's just like, okay, so it's basically like a pet that's your homie. Um, and I, I've been tempted to kind of look at what a familiar is and do my own research. But I'm really excited for you to explain because I don't, I'm having a hard time conceptualizing what it is. So I'm super excited just to hear kind of what, what it's all about. Yeah, I was going to say... For those of you that know, um, we have a Pitbull, Lucy, a Pitbull Staffy mix, and we adopted her from the shelter, and she's just been the love of my life. I love her so much, and she's one of my favorite things to talk about, so <laughs> I am very excited to talk all about her this episode. We were, we were trying to see how we could get her in the episode. Usually, well, not usually, but sometimes you'll hear her like drinking water or howling and it's like, those aren't your episodes, but hopefully this one, she's she's around, but I think she's actually in the bedroom taking a nap today. Yeah, she's like, I'm leaving. But familiars are basically believed to be supernatural entities or spiritual guardians that would protect or assist witches and, you know, other occult practitioners in their practice of magic. So it stems from European folklore. This is like more of a European belief, but... It's made its way through, and then there's actually a history in the U.S. of familiars, which we'll get to in a minute, but yeah. So what is the difference between a familiar and a pet, right? So, or a service animal. Or a service animal, I suppose. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a spiritual service animal. Ex- there you go. Oh. That's a perfect way to say it. It is a spiritual service animal because it has to have like a function, right? Um So a pet, you can love a pet with all your heart, right? But if they don't, like, help you in your magic, then they're just a pet. Got it. Okay, so, okay. That actually answers a lot of questions because I, before anything happened, I was just under the impression that a familiar was just an animal who maybe can sense your, an animal with heightened empathy is kind of what I thought a familiar was. But now... I understand that it's actually you have to be a practitioner of some sort of occultism and then they support you in that practice, correct? Exactly. Yep. 
Well, yep. that just threw all my examples out the window. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure you'll think of some soon. Yes. Um, I'm sure you'll think of some in response to what I have to say. But there's like a bigger superstition that familiars will find you. So Lucy, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I didn't pick Lucy. She just showed up at my house one day. <laughs> Ooh, did you tell, well, we can talk about that during our uh, our examples, but tell us a little bit more about familiars. Yeah, so Lucy's just an example. She just showed up, right? But um, if they are meant to like assist you, supposedly they're supposed to come in a way that is like unexpected. It's not like you went to the pound or if you're in a state that still has pet shops, a shop, and you're like, I want that one. Um that really adds to like the magical element of it familiar spirits were more commonly small animals like cats rats dogs ferrets birds frogs toads and rabbits but there have been accounts of like insects being familiars it's just the more common ones are the ones i just listed cool um to me what helps is points of references and i think maybe the media has the best ones i know we briefly talked about uh sabrina the teenage witch she had her familiar uh in in that it was a black cat who was very sassy by the way i used to watch that show i'm guessing also harry potter the animals they choose are they kind of their familiars yeah i could see that um like hedwig the owl and then hermione had a cat name what was hermione's cat's name I don't remember. Ooh, we're going to get flack on that. And <laughs> then uh, Ron had the rat, right? Yeah, but they, they all served a purpose, right? Like, Well, they they helped them. So they were like, I think part of the requirement to get in was um, you had to bring an animal. You could choose from, I think it was a cat, owl, frog, or rat. And they were they would help you in your, in your studies, but they are studying magic. So are they technically familiars? Yeah, because in that realm, you needed to study to do the magic, so it is the magic. Yeah, got you know? it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would count it. Long story mm-hmm. short, I'm I, no Harry Potter expert. I know some folks that are clearly. absolutely not, but and, I would count it. And then there's also uh, Mulan, where I don't know if Mushu would be the familiar or the cricket. Maybe the cricket, because remember, so there's two parts, right? There's Mushu, but he's a dragon, so dragons aren't real. But then the cricket, you mentioned insects, and the grandma gives Mulan the cricket and says, this is for good luck, and puts it in her, like, robe thingy. Do you remember that part? Yes. So would that kind of be a... Oh, but no, Mulan's not a practitioner of the occult, so maybe that doesn't count. Yeah, that's more like... mm, Just like an animal that you're homie with, like you said. Yeah. (laughs) All right, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so... Like I said, this is really more of like a European belief. So in England, back in like around, I want to say 1600s, whenever the bubonic plague was around, there were also some witch trials. And basically, like if someone had a very strong command or attachment to an animal, that would be like proof in the court case that someone is a witch. So if someone was really like a talented dog trainer or something, they would be called a witch back in the day because they'd be like, how do you get the dog to do ABC witchcraft? You know what I mean? Unless it was something like a like a herding or a cattle dog. But if it was like, you know, they could do cool tricks, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, 
witchcraft. Um, but I'll explain how black cats came to be like the stereotypical familiar or the familiar that's more commonly known. So black, throwing it back to color magic, just the color of the unknown and occult. And then the cats, because during the bubonic plague time, you know, the fleas had the bubonic plague, but then they would live on the rats and then the rats would like run around the city and the fleas would jump off the rats and infect people and stuff. But people that had cats and, you know, tended well to the cats, the cats would kill the rats and then the fleas would kind of be stopped in their tracks, right? So then people would be like, how are these people not getting sick? It's witchcraft. And they're, you know, and then just like, oh, this person that isn't sick has a cat. And this other person in their family that isn't sick has a cat. So they started linking like the association. cats. Yes. And then they would kill them. So the cats weren't doing a good job. <laughs> they were protecting them from the plague, but not from humanity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then in the U.S., because we know that the United States history comes from England, English settlers, all of that. Um, we had the Salem witch trials here in Salem, Massachusetts. And when they were like, you know, there are witches all around, they would look for something called a witch's mark. So on top of like, they also had like, if you have a strong attachment to an animal and they're familiar, but they also added in another thing called a witch's mark. So a witch's mark is a third nipple. And if you had a third nipple or something that looked like a nipple, it could be a wart or something. They would be like, oh, that's the witch's mark. And then the belief was that the familiar, because it's posing as an animal, but it's really demonic, would feed off of this like third nipple wart thing and like feed off of the witch's blood. So unfortunately, if someone was caught with whatever resembled like a third nipple, that would be proof that they are a witch and then they are feeding their familiars their blood through that third nipple unfortunately one dog was hanged during the salem witch trials i know i know that is so sad poor puppy yes they hung a puppy they hung a familiar that is so messed up oh my gosh well that kind of killed my my happiness (laughs) i know i'm sorry it's it's kind of wild because they were i mean their logic is not sound and obviously it was really messed up but they were they found the the similarities, right? With the cats, with the fleas, like, they didn't know what it was, but they noticed, like, huh, they're not dying. So, I, I feel like they tried to take a scientific approach, but they missed the mark by a lot. Oh, sorry. This just hit me. This is more examples, but my family kind of, even though they're Catholic, they kind of have familiars. But Okay, we'll save it for the example. Yeah. We yeah. have a lot to talk about in our examples. Yeah, sorry, this just hit me online. Whoa. Yeah. But yeah. Um So, okay, so that was the origins, that's where it came from, and you said very European, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um what about more modernized uh familiar? So do you kind of know where we stand with that in, in modern day? Yeah, a lot of people subscribe to the idea of familiars. I know I do. Um, And I don't think that there's necessarily like a... 
I don't know. A tarantula can't be a familiar. I think it's like you have to have the justification for it, right? Well, why are they a familiar? Like if someone were to tell me that they had a familiar, I'd be like, well, that's fantastic. You know, like I hope everyone has a familiar. They're beautiful. But like what exactly do they do for your craft? Yeah. Um, The other thing I wanted to clarify, and I we talked about it a, a, a little bit off the podcast, but a familiar is not an alebrije, correct? What is an alebrije? So, and this is very embarrassing, but going back to the Day of the Dead episode, I think I touched on it. I learned about alebrijes through Coco, the movie. Um, do you remember the beautiful animals? Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that help you kind of cross over to the spirit realm. So, from my understanding is those animals have nothing to do with you while you're on the... Um, while you're on the uh, uh, like in in the living land, they just are guides once you get there. So they're the TSA of, of <laughs> TSA of the underworld. TSA of the underworld. Uh, but I don't necessarily think that you have a connection to them, or maybe they're like an ancestral protector, but they're not a um, in, incarnate. They're not here. Yeah, they guide you like through dimensions, right? Yeah, yeah. or to the other side. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, familiars are like in the physical can help you with your craft like right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it, got it. Okay. And also familiars usually aren't trained because I mean, I feel like if it's their instinct, right? It's yeah. their quote unquote spirit that somehow has, they're kind of like a vessel with your practice. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if you can train, like, a dog to pull a tarot card, that would be sick. And then I'd be like, okay, that dog knows what's up. You've been really obsessed with the uh, the dog that goes on the one wheel. For those of you who don't know, the one wheel is it's like an electric skateboard. And I've seen you uh, watching those videos a lot. So if we can train a dog to go on a one wheel, I think we can train a dog to pull a tarot card. Yeah, for sure. So if if you can do that, that's great. And I will give you a familiar stamp of honor. Why not? Um, the other thing I wanted to ask, and maybe you, you know or don't know or give me your thoughts. Do familiars encompass reincarnation? Like, could it be like maybe an ancestor or somebody in your pastoral lineage that is being a vessel through that animal? And I mean, they're still helping you, but like, is there anything there? If we look at like the the traditional sort of like mythology from like Europe, usually that's not what they say, but I mean, if you feel like there's an attachment, who are we to say that your experience is wrong? But just based on like where where the tradition comes from, um it's usually more like a supernatural entity. Got it. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so it's not like a well, it's funny because the name familiar, that's, that was my first thought. It's like, oh, is it a, an entity from... Oh, like a from, family member. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are they called familiars? Do we know? Mm, or No, guess? I guess they're just familiar with you and your oh, craft. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, you touched on it at the beginning, but I, maybe a little more clarification on... So how Europeans believed... That those animals were in tune based on witchcraft? Is that where it comes from originally? Yes. Okay, and was it the witches saying like, oh, hey, I have a helper here? Or was it like the public saying like, they have a helper? Like, where did it originate from? Oh, that deep? I don't know. Okay. But it was just like widely accepted. That witches had... I mean, 
you know, they say that history is written by the victors, right? I don't, I've never seen like, I mean, maybe they exist. I'll have to ask some of my friends that just came back from Salem, Massachusetts, but like, I don't think I've ever heard or seen of like, here's a witch's diary, you know, like, I'm sure that through the puritanical like cleansing, they destroyed any of that and they wouldn't like interview the witches like, so how did you do this? It's just like burn them, kill them. Got it. Okay. But the concept of familiars came from the killing of witches. Yeah. But I don't know if it originated from people like doing their thing, right? Like we'll never know because. I, I, I I guess that's where my confusion is. So, okay. So people in society said, listen, you're a witch and we've noticed you have this animal. That animal is helping you. So that's your familiar. That's kind of how it originated as we know it. Right. Yeah. But then witches embraced it. Like nowadays. That, that's what that's what I'm trying to tell you, babe. We'll never know. No, but nowadays, so like it doesn't have a bad connotation because it's like, oh man, like they were killing us back then because of our animals. But now like witches are like, oh cool, like I do have a familiar. Th- does that make sense? You're asking about how it's embraced like now? Yes. Okay, sorry. I thought you were asking like what came first in the 1600s. I'm like, I don't know. No, 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 no. no. What I'm saying is if it started with like or the record that we have is people assume that witches had familiars because of what we've already talked about. But now witches are saying like, oh, yeah, I do have a familiar. Like, this is my familiar. So it's embraced now, even though it. Yeah. I mean, being a witch in general can get you killed nowadays. No, I get, I get that. But like, basically, we're. Mm, it's hard to explain, I guess. But they. Witches accept the practice. Yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. it. I mean, you could also be killed for reading tarot cards. No, no, but it's... I guess what I'm saying is, like... It's a... Yeah, I guess it's a practice that's been embraced. Yes. Right, okay, got it, got it, okay. Cool. All right, anything else we need to know about uh, familiars? Um, not really. I mean... Yeah, they just have to, like you said, I think I I like the way that you summarized it. They're like spiritual service animals. I think that's really the difference between a familiar and a pet. Perfect, perfect. Um, All right, now let's get personal. So I kind of want to start us off. uh, You mentioned that familiars can be any sort of animal, but usually they're smaller creatures. Can I say (laughs) that if I had a familiar right now... (laughs) It would be a beaver. I have a weird hyperfixation with beavers. I listened to a podcast the other day, and man, are they fascinating creatures. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, please look up the story of Geronimo. This was, uh, I want to say back in the 70s, for conservation efforts, they needed to re- relocate some beavers, and they basically threw them out of airplanes with little parachutes and <laughs> put them up in the mountains. Um so yeah, recently I've been really obsessed with beavers. So if you have any beaver memes or any f- beaver facts, please drop them in our post this week because I am all about it. Tell them what you've been uh, catching me do. Yeah, I'll be like trying to fall asleep and he's watching like a beaver documentary, like how dams are built or how baby beavers, their blood is too oxygenated. So then they just float and they can't like swim under the dam. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, subconsciously learning beaver facts. <laughs> All right, so now let's get into our little furry familiar. So why don't you tell everybody first how we got our, our goose? We call her 
Lucy Goosey. We, she has like a million nicknames, but um, she's not an actual goose. She's actually a pit bull. Oh, and side note, I like to mess with people and say her name is Lucy, short for Lucifer, but that's not true. Her name is just Lucy because it's Lucy. <laughs> My mom hates that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so one day I was at work and then I came home per usual and when I walked in, I saw one of our bowls on the floor. And I was like, why the hell is a bowl on the floor? And then I see this gray furry thing just zoom to me. And then I was like, whoa. And I was like, oh, this dog is so cute. And it was like, she was like so welcoming, like immediately. She never like barked at me or anything. She immediately like wanted cuddles. And I was like, oh, whose dog are we babysitting? Or like, what's up? And he was like, this is your dog. And then I was like, no, haha, for real. Like, whose dog is this? And he's like, it's your dog. And I'm like, don't play with me. Don't play with me. And he was like, I'm not playing with you. And I was like, don't play with me. And I started like bursting into tears. I was like, oh my God. So as an early birthday present, David went to um, our local animal rescue shelter. and. The pound. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to call it that, That's but okay, pues a la perrera. <laughs> and um, he picked. Lucy of all animals and I was like oh that's so cute because he knows I'm really big on like adopt don't shop no hate to like anyone that like wants a specific breed he just knows that's not my style so that's how she came into my life like without me wanting it and I never asked him for a dog he knew that I loved them and I wanted one one day but he always gave the stereotypical like Mexican dad response, which is like, aquí no me vas a meter ni un animal, which means like, here you're not gonna bring a single animal. And then, like, fast forward, then they're like, you know, cuddling with them and stuff. It's just like a stereotypical, like, Latino thing to do to be like, hell no, I don't want a pet. And then you're like, hand feeding them caviar or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just a little bit more of how you mentioned that for familiars, the pets don't. You don't choose them. They come to you. It was kind of an interesting story of how we got her. So a little background of, about me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really a big animal person. I don't really like animals. Um, even with having Lucy, like, I love my dog, but I don't love other animals. And I'm not, like, anti-animal. Like, don't I don't want to get hate. Be like, oh, you're an animal hater. They just have never really been for me. Um, but with her, yeah, Genesis was spot on. I wanted to get her a gift. I knew we were going to get a dog, but I just kind of played up like, you know, there will never be a dog in this house. But I knew I was going to get it for her. So I work, I work remotely. And um, the day before I started my, my job, um, I was like, ooh, I got to go down to the pound. So I, I went down there and I had no idea, like, what the process was. I, I thought it was just like, you know, going out in a supermarket and getting some chicken. It's just like. <laughs> I was like, I'll take one dog, please. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, so they make you kind of walk around uh, and look at all the dogs. And I think there was for sure thousands of dogs. Like, it's not even an exaggeration. Like, PSA, go adopt. Um, anyways, that's neither here nor there. So I was like, okay, well, I I want to take a dog home today. And they said, well, no, like, no, you can't really do that. It's a process. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, honestly, and I wasn't trying to hardball, but I was like, if I don't really take one today, then I probably won't be coming back just because it's a gift. So um, 
and I was like, why, why can't I take one today? And they're like, well, unfortunately, like we still need to give them like their microchip and we need to, um, they like spay and neuter all their animals. And, uh, I guess none of them were spayed or neutered. So I was like, okay. I was like, no problem. And then, um, as I was kind of just showing that it probably wasn't going to be taking one, they said, well, we actually do have one dog that's ready to go today. Um, but there is a caveat and I was like, okay, well tell me about it. And they're like, well, she's a pit bull and she was surrendered by her owners because supposedly she was aggressive. Um, and I said, oh, okay. So that kind of turned me off right away, but I said, okay, like I'll, I'll meet her. Um, she unfortunately was in quarantine. She couldn't be with other dogs because she was labeled aggressive. Uh, but as soon as I met her, uh, she did her little eyes that she always does. She started shaking. She peed herself from excitement. It was very friendly. So I, at first I was like, well, I was looking at another dog. And I was like, maybe I'll come back for another dog. I said, I don't know about this one. But after I met her, like, I don't want to say it was love at first sight. But she was definitely like a cutie. Like she is now. And then the girl who was showing me this, he said, I'm not trying to put any pressure on you, but unfortunately she is on a kill list. So they were going to give her the, the permanent booty juice. We like to joke with her. Um, and I said, oh, well, that's unfortunate. So I don't know. I kind of felt bad. And I was like, all right, well, I'll take her. I signed all the paperwork. I We joked that she's a clearance stock. I think she only cost me like $30. <laughs> she's cost us a lot more throughout these years. So I think that's made up. But um, I paid for her. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I got in the car with her. And we sat in the car for like 30 minutes because she was super excited. She was like drooling all over the place. Um, but I had the biggest, oh, shit, what did I just do moment. I said, I'm bringing a pitbull to my wife i i have never owned a dog like we had a dog but we got it after i moved to college i've never really actually owned a dog i have no idea how to take care of a dog all i know is that pitbulls are known to be aggressive and here i'm bringing a dog that was labeled as aggressive to my wife for her birthday and i i, I don't know what swept <laughs> over me I, I got caught up in the moment but when i was in the car i was super like oh my gosh like what am i gonna do i seriously thought of like turning back around and be like you know what sorry i made a mistake but i talked to her and i said hey you know i don't know you and this is me talking to lucy i said hey i don't know you you don't know me but you know we're gonna go to my house and and you know you're part of our family now and she just kind of looked at me she was again drooling like crazy she was scared and i was scared and i i used to drive a coupe it was a smaller car and the whole right there, she was just on my lap. And I was like, what the hell did I just do? It was one of the biggest regrets I had at the moment. Um, but looking back now, I'm, I'm so glad we got her. Yeah, she's my baby. Um, but I remember that if you go back to episode two, um, hauntings and curses, I spoke about how when I was doing my limpia, she kind of did like an immediate like guard pose so she has this like instinct to like whenever i'm doing work sort of like be around and then whenever i'm like shuffling tarot cards and she hears the shuffling she runs over and she likes to watch mm -hmm. um and then one time i was like okay we're gonna do a test if you're my familiar 
you're going to lick my nose. And she licked my nose. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are a lot of things I haven't told you just because I'm like doing my thing. And I don't know. I don't publicize like every little witchcraft moment that I do because that would just be me live tweeting my life. <laughs> but anyway, I, I was like, okay, maybe that, was a, that, maybe that was a coincidence. And then I was like, if you're my familiar, you're going to lick my nose just once more. Not like, you know, slobbering, making out with my nose or anything. And then she licked it just once. And then I was like, okay, maybe that was a coincidence to the coincidence. (laughs) I was like, okay, one more time, just one. And she did it. And I mean, homegirl don't speak English. Like, you know, so I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. Um, But the thing is, she is very like empathetic. So I'm like, is this her nature? I don't know. But we really confirmed it for me. The other day I did a reading at my house and um, she said hi to everyone and did her little lap. And then the person that I was reading for was very emotional. Every time that my guest cried, Lucy would get up, comfort her. And then when, once my guest stopped crying, leave. And normally like when she's doing her rounds, in a social setting, she'll go check in on everyone. She'll like sniff this person, then that person, then that person and leave. But she just came to my guest every time she would cry and then leave. So then <laughs> the guest gave me a 66% tip. <laughs> I I really feel like it had to do with Lucy and her stellar customer service. So um, just a couple of those things, like her just being very interested in my craft and then um sometimes if you look through my feed like i'll pose her and use her as a background for like my card pulls um you know she's chill like that but i don't know the other day i was crying and i was like oh my baby's gonna come comfort me nope she did not give a damn so i'm just like okay on her next annual evaluation i'm just gonna give her threes across the board and i'm gonna say she's clearly a personality hire so yeah i don't know i feel like she definitely is a familiar but she also just does it when she wants to well, at this point and i think your examples are great she didn't i mean when you were having a sentimental moment for yourself she wasn't you weren't doing any magic that's so, true so like she's like well i'm not on the clock spiritually she's, <laughs> i'm not on the <laughs> clock <laughs> um but it sounds like when you have been doing your magic she's 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 there for you and she she's in tune um to to kind of your your spiritual needs so i don't know if we ever get an llc we might have to put her little paw prints on on the contract <laughs> Aww. um she's adorable she she has her own little personality and then um i do want to share this and maybe it'll open up also some opportunities uh, but the other day we did a tarot read on her. Uh, can you tell people the process? I think it's super adorable. Oh yeah. I also, I've never tried it remotely, but when I've seen animals in person, I do readings for them so I can do tarot readings for your animal. And they're great. Like if you have a pet and you're in the area and if you don't want to get a reading for yourself, like get one for your animal. They're really cool. I saw one in person. Yeah. Um, and then I did a reading for a party that I was at the other day. And then people were like, oh, my God, with like the messages their animal had. But the last reading I did for Lucy was basically she was just like a little bit sad. No, a no, li- no, tell the process. Oh, the process. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the result. Um, well, we can talk about the results, but I love the process. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> I fan out my tarot deck to sort of get like as many cards sticking out as possible. And then... 
if they're chill enough, I will rub my cards on them lightly. But if they're not chill, <laughs> then I'll just sort of like wave it in their face. <laughs> but tell people what I did. Because remember... Oh, my God. (laughs) So David was like, can I help? And I was like, yeah. And then he just threw the cards at her. I was like, what did you do? I got her back and I booped her nose. I said, boop. (laughs) And I I literally hit her. I didn't hit. I tapped her her nose with the tarot deck. Because you said, they need to have some sort of connection to it. So I was like, oh, give me your deck. And I went up to her and I just like bonked her little nose and she just looked at me like okay <laughs> i don't know to me it just sounded loud no so. it was not loud okay. stop people are gonna think i'm a dog <laughs> like, abuser here no i love my dog <laughs> yes he does he's a good dog dad um but yeah so we did that and then her reading was just like that she's a little understimulated which makes sense because with the rainy weather like we aren't able to do everything she we normally do <laughs> she really does she's a sad dog right now um but other than that when i've done like readings for her she's usually happy usually chilling and we try to give her a fulfilled life and stuff but let's be honest we wanted to do this episode to talk about our dog <laughs> we really did i was like oh my god um but yeah that's just my experience with my dog and my familiar if you will but that's a good point yeah I wasn't doing any magic when I was having my own breakdown. Yeah. So she didn't have to come for me. She was off the clock. Um, A couple examples for me. I talked to my mom about this episode and she mentioned that there's a a belief because I didn't really know what familiars were. So I I couldn't really explain it to her. But um, so this is probably not a familiar, but it's along the same lines. She mentioned that there's a, a belief that when a doggy passes away or your, your dog passes away, um, they kind of wait for you in heaven, or not even in heaven, kind of like the alebrijes. They kind of wait for you, and they're watching you while you're still living, and then when you pass away, you get to, like, reunite with them, and they kind of help you walk to to your final destination, which I thought was adorable. Um, so shout out there. And then as we were talking, and I knew about this, I just had forgotten, my great-grandma, when she came over from Mexico, she didn't want to come. She so when she got to <laughs> when she got to um, immigration and they said how long are you here for she's like I don't care she's like send me back right now like I don't want to be here and they're like no ma'am like for real like how long are you gonna stay she's like I don't know she's like I I don't want to be here so whatever you want to give me and it's funny because I think they gave her like more time just because she did like reverse psychology but she wasn't she was serious she's like I don't even want to be going. But she came anyways. Um, but the caveat to her coming was she's like, I'm not going if I can't bring my pet chicken. Um, her pet chicken's name was Rebecca. And I don't remember. I remember the chicken and I remember my great grandma. but I don't remember the ordeal. This has just been what's been told to me. But apparently she like, yeah, the, like my grandma came over, my great grandma. And then like the chicken came over and it was like a whole because they have to go through customs and agriculture and I guess, like, my family or one of my family members, like, drove to TJ to, like, pick up the damn chicken. And it was, like, a whole situation. Like, it was her little chicken, her little pet chicken. And she would not, like, budge without her little little pet. Um, and she was here. I mean, I met the, the chicken. I thought it was a little weird, but it was, like, whatever. But I was also, like, four years old, so i don't remember too much but yeah as we were talking about familiars with my mom she's like oh yeah i remember your great grandma had her chicken 
Oh my god, I'm surprised that that wasn't a red flag. That just shows you like how loose immigration things were in the like 90s. Yeah. I I'm I don't want to be here. I'm here against my will. Also, my chick- well, it wasn't against her will. Like I want to make that very clear. <laughs> she was just like I don't know. Like I'm just whatever you want to give me. You know. And then also to not be like sorry, avian flu or whatever. Like the chicken has been quarantined for two weeks. They're just like okay. No, 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 no. They went through the whole process. Oh, they uh, did. Yes. Oh, oh. Uh, that's why it was like such a big ordeal. No, it was a it was a fucking ton of work to get the chicken. She didn't cross over with her chicken. Oh, and so she had, they okay. Confiscated at the border. Yeah, they had to quarantine, and then like again, we had to go or not me, but. The family had to drive back, and I think it was like a six-hour drive back to go pick up the damn chicken. Like, the chicken had to be processed and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, no. So, that's why it was like, damn, for a chicken, but uh, you know, I guess it's important. So <laughs> That's funny. Um, cool. Great episode. Um, yeah, I learned a lot. I didn't really understand what the concept is, but I, get, I totally get it now. And um, I'm really, really excited to hear everybody's... Uh, stories about possibly they're familiar or just tell us about your pets like we love pet stories so we'll put that in the community post um kind of going into our questions part we did have a uh a comment from mozzie in uh the community post about our last episode about apothecary and they said i love apothecary but i will admit i always resort back to my modern slash western medicines my mom on the other hand is the queen of herbal herbal remedies as a child she had jars and ziploc baggies of leaves flowers seeds and sticks yes sticks friends who would always ask if my mom sold drugs she raided my stuff one time confiscated my weed and used it to infuse rubbing alcohol along with other stuff for her arthritis i got I got way more stories too long to share. Um, yeah, I mean, but that's that's the beauty, right? I think we talked about it in the last episode. Like that's how we learn, and those old practices, I think, have have so much value. Um, it's funny that the weed got confiscated, <laughs> confiscated and repurposed. And repurposed, but uh, yeah, no, my grandma does the same thing. Her alcohol infusions are off the chain. Um, with with the weed, I think that actually is like a thing. I know dispensaries do sell like bombs and stuff with infusions. So I, I think there's some validity there as far as the the THC infusion. Yeah, yeah my friend Luna Beauty two two two, and then on Instagram, and then I think High Dot Witchery. Um, they definitely make like cannabis infused stuff. And yeah, I remember one time, I forget what I was looking for, but I also saw a bottle with weed in it and I was like, huh? And then, yeah, my dad was infusing weed and alcohol for like, you know, pain and stuff. It's a common practice. Which is funny because when you told me that, um, I was like, your dad? Cause your dad's very like, not, oh yeah. yeah. Anti, yeah. anti weed, <laughs> anti anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but no, that's cool. Yeah. And I'd love to know more about kind of what your mom used her remedies for. Um, but like we mentioned, yeah, a lot of those home remedies, a lot of those, you know, herbs and, and plants and roots, uh, I'm glad that's still alive, especially I feel with our culture, right? Like I know that, um, oh, oh there's Lucy. That shape, but that was our, our, our uh, familiar Lucy. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it's really cool just to think that those practices still carry on. A lot of first-generation immigrants, I think, came with those practices or knowing those practices. 
so don't ever clown on your parents if you see like their, you know, stock of herbal remedies. And, and I say that just because I, I'm quick to be very dismissive of like, oh my gosh, like, why are you keeping those old ass herbs? Um, but no, they have a purpose. And if anything, legacy, right? And story and tradition, like it maybe doesn't have like a medical component, but it definitely has tradition to it. So cool. Thank you for sharing that, Mazi. And uh, then we have a question from Janet at happy Jenny underscore 2020. Do familiars act like quote unquote normal pets? Because my chihuahua is not a normal dog. She is always with me and loves being around when I practice my craft. I love you, by the way, and we love you too. Um, so yeah, they can act normal when you're not practicing, but when you're practicing, yeah, they definitely like focus. And there's also a difference between like admiring your tools and then like wanting the tool for themselves, right? Because like I know that homegirl Lucy over here, she likes to destroy cardboard. So if I was like using my tarot deck and then she wanted to like rip it to shreds, then she would be be more obsessed with like the material than like actually helping me, right? You know what? That's a great point because now you just reminded me, um, I hosted a couple poker nights and your daughter <laughs> freaking tore up, Not thankfully not the cards, but the cardboard box that came in. I rarely get mad at her, but I was actually pretty upset at her. But um, you make a good point, right? I mean, you would think a dog wouldn't dif dif um, be able to differentiate between a pack of playing cards and a pack of tarot cards, but she does respect your stuff. She respects your your uh, your tarot and, and um, the little altar things you have around. I've, I've never actually seen her mess with any of that stuff, so... Oh, shout out to my friend Vanna. She made me, and I posted this on Instagram, um, like a little prayer mat for Persephone. As soon as it came in, Lucy was going crazy. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, she surprised me. I didn't know what it was. She was just like, this is for you, and that's it. And um, before I could open the box, I was like, it, what's in here? Fried chicken? Like, what's going on? Because she was going wild. She was and I think you asked her, like, did you put any oils? Or, and there, there was no smell to it, right? No, she did use a couple oh, oils. Oh, okay. But um, I was like, is there food in here? <laughs> What's going on? But, yeah. Um, normally, she's, she doesn't get that no. way with, like, my... And, yeah, yeah. I also have, like, um, like, a gambling oil, a protection oil, a vanishing oil. <laughs> I don't want you know she's never gone crazy for like my other oils my friend was here and she was like girl i need something and i was like use this protection oil like she didn't care about that but when it came to like the persephone mat with like the persephone oils she went crazy interesting for it. um so yeah to answer who was this again jenny you said no my friend vanna no no who asked her question oh happy janet happy yeah. janet yeah, so Janet, um, you know, maybe after listening to today's episode, pay pay a little more attention and see like if when you're practicing, uh, your darkie is 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 around or in tune with what you're doing. Um, you know, please post pictures of your chihuahua. We'd love to see in our in our uh, community post. That'd be really nice. And I like I like how you put like to familiars act like quote normal pets because my chihuahua is not a normal dog. I don't think there is a normal for pets. I mean, pets have so many different personalities, and I've seen. I I think it's true they adopt the the personality of their owner. Um, 
but it, you know in this case we're talking about like familiars with them doing the spiritual work so yeah keep an eye out on that and, and let us know yes definitely cool. um i just realized that we were so excited for this episode that we did not pick a topic for next week that's true so uh keep an eye out it'll be a mystery also um kind of getting to some final housekeeping things we are going to be changing the format a little bit we're, we'll keep it the same for the rest of february but come march i think we're going to release all the episodes for the month in advance so you can ask your questions um the reason we're doing that is so we can we might be recording multiple episodes in in like a day so we want to uh keep that open um with the community post as well as the the questions but it'll be more like a monthly like set of topics so we'll we'll run that down right just to clarify we're still gonna publish an episode every week yes just on the back end it's like not sustainable anymore for us to record every week very recently i've taken up like a leadership position in my coven we just have like a lot more life stuff going on so it's going to be a lot easier for us to just like record a month's worth of episodes you know in a day and just bang it out um and then it'll be better because there will be less disruptions more consistency and you can really like know the schedule ahead of time definitely um again really quick uh, final things we do have merch out please please check out our merch some people have already ordered we've ordered some stickers ourselves uh we love love our merch like not just because it's ours i think it actually came out really cool so um check out our merch and then follow us on our socials um genesis yeah so my instagram is jen Kahlo, g-e-n-k-h-l-o if you prefer to get in touch by email tarot with genesis at gmail.com and remember the magic within you makes the world a more beautiful place blessed be in signing off